Are you ready for the man you've been asking for? Like, are you really even in a position to accept the love that you say you want? Like, what would you do with a consistent, respectful man? I I mean, how... How would you even handle it? You've never you've never had what you say you want. You love to say you value consistency, but you aren't consistent yourself. I, I mean, you you want an independent man, but who you are is dependent on a number of different variables that change day to day, sometimes even hour to hour. Are you even ready for what you've been praying for? Like, what would you do with a consistent, mature, respectful, hardworking, driven, like, how would you even handle that? You wouldn't even know what to do with the man that you've been praying for. You're so used to being disrespected. You're so used to being mistreated and overlooked and, and, and treat it like you're less than. You're so used to settling that when something that's good for you comes along, you believe that it's either insincere or that it's not real. It's funny. It's weak. What if I told you that you've trained yourself to be unattracted to what's actually best for you? Because of what you're used to. See, you're so used to being mistreated that when someone tries to treat you right, you've convinced yourself that he's either weak or too good to be true. And that is why I've concluded that the man you have is the man that you deserve. Come on up in here. <laughs> I'm back at it like a crack at it. Listen to me. I'm so grateful for just another opportunity to share a moment with you. However you may be listening, wherever you may be listening, you are now tuned in to the greatest podcast for love and relationships in the world. The Chip Bangley Podcast. Thank you so much for sharing just a moment with me. That opening was a little bit different than than what you expected, I'm sure, right? (laughs) I wanted to kind of add some shock value to this one because this episode is going to be uh, one of those ones that really, you know, gives you an opportunity to see yourself. And I really hope that you enjoy um, uh, this this episode of the Chip Mangundi podcast entitled, uh, You Don't Deserve the Man That You Want. Ooh, mm. you don't deserve the man that you want. Uh, I go, I go through a couple of the reasons as to why you don't deserve the man that you want, and I am so, so excited about this podcast because I know it's going to be eye-opening for you. Um, so, so let's jump in. I hope you enjoy it. Talk to you in a minute. Let's do it. Yeah. So. If you haven't heard by now, I grew up pretty poor. 
as a young man. And um, my mom did the best that she could. God rest her soul. But as a kid, I always wanted things. I wanted things that the rest of the kids wanted. Kid, you know, toys, snacks, and and expensive clothes. I mean, I wanted. I, I was normal. Uh, at least to myself, I was normal. But but one of the things that I really liked was toys, wrestling. You know, wrestling figures. That was my thing. I really liked wrestling figures, and 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 I would ask my mom for for toys and and. It was weird because she she would you know she would muster up the money to buy the toys that I wanted, but before she would go to the store, before she would make that decision as to not uh, as to whether or not she was going to get the toy, what she would do is she would ask me to bring her my toys. See, my mother was smart enough. To know that the way I treated the toys I had was indicative to how I was going to treat the toys that I wanted. She realized that that judging by how I treated what I had was a telltale sign of how I was going to treat what I desired. So she would look at the toys and if they were intact, if they were not, you know, dismembered or disfigured, she would say, okay, listen, uh, I'll get you the toy this Friday when I get paid. But more often than not, at least when I was kind of young, young, um, and this was kind of, I guess now this is why I have things for so long. I've just been kind of trained into taking care of things for a very, very long time. Um, but, but when I was younger, when she would check the toys, she would see that they were damaged and she would say to me, look how you've treated what you have. Is this how you're going to treat what you want? Is this how you're going to treat the things that you want when you get it? Because if. This is how you're going to treat what you want. Then you're not going to have what you want for very long. And you today are looking at the man that you have and he ain't all that. But I I'm a firm believer that we are called to be good stewards over what we have. I'm a firm believer of that. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't always practiced that, but I've I've grown into it. And that's why I believe I have the wife that I want and that I desire and that I'm attracted to. Because at some point in my life, I had to either, you know, even in the midst of me, you know, learning from my own bad experiences, I had to understand that I had to be a better steward of what I had if I ever thought I was going to get what I wanted. So let me ask you, is this how you're going to treat the man that you say you want? Because if you're going to treat the man that you want like you're treating the man that you have, then you're not going to have the man that you want for very long. You 
don't deserve the type of man that you want. In large part, it's because you're just so used to the the toxicity that is your life. You're used to the toxic relationships. And I'm seeing it every single day on my timeline. You are accustomed to the toxicity. So much so that you told yourself that what is not normal is normal. And what is normal is not normal. You're so used to being mistreated that someone treating you right is weird. Someone being there for you is abnormal. Someone respecting you is weak. You're so used to being done bad that when someone tries to do you right, you're waiting on them to show you that it's not real. You know, it's it's kind of like walking in the mall and they say, hey, you know, do you want to be in a free cruise? And you're and, and at a certain point, you're like, OK, what's the catch? That may be a good or bad example because you never actually get the free cruise. But but my point, my point is, is that you you you're so used to being played or mistreated or lied to that when someone says something that actually may be good for you, you tell yourself or you ask yourself internally, okay, what's the catch? You're not ready for someone to love you. You're not ready for someone to respect you. You're too accustomed to the fighting, to the yelling, to the screaming, to the disrespect that you've always been shown and therefore you've learned to show to others. You're you're not ready for what you say you want. You're too disrespectful and belittling and and insulting to the man that you have. And if you ever were to get a real man, you wouldn't keep him for long. I, I, I've reached the final conclusion that what you have is all you can handle. Is this how you're going to treat the man that you want when you get him? Because tr- trust me, no real man. I hate to put, you know. Say use the cliche-ish, you know, uh, the cliche term, you know, real man. But no real man is going to going to put up with that. A respectable person is not going to let you disrespect them. I want to give you a few reasons as to why you don't deserve the man that you want. Now, a lot of this does sound pretty negative and if I'm being completely transparent I speak in this way just for kind of shock value to get you to really you know I want to kind of grab you with those you know with some of the things that I say to pull you in but at the end of the day I always want you to leave every episode of the podcast in one way or another encouraged or reflective so I want to go over a couple of the reasons why you don't deserve the man that you want with the hopes that it gives you an opportunity to be reflective with inside of yourself and say, wow, these are some things that I could possibly look at changing or improving on. Because again, if you ever came into contact 
with the man of your dreams, would you be able to maintain it? You know, I've been wanting a G-Wagon for like the last 10 years. I just love the G-Wagon vehicle. I love Mercedes. I do. I do. So much so that I've kind of went online and start looking up some of the prices. And maybe in the next weeks or so, I'm going to go and start test driving some G-Wagons. But while I was researching the G-Wagon, I realized how expensive the maintenance was. I mean, you can't take this thing, you know, to Jiffy Lube and get a oil change. I mean, this is, these are, you know, kind of like specialty vehicles. And we, and, and, and that's the kind of, that's kind of the way we are in life. We understand what we want. We see it and we desire it, but we don't, very rarely do we take the time to understand what it takes to maintain what we want. I figured out how much the car note is and I figured out how much the insurance is, but how much is it really going to be to maintain what I want? Yeah, you can get that man. Yeah, you, you, you look good enough to get that man. You look good enough to, 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 to attract, you know, whatever the successful, the, the, you know, the good men, you look, you, you, you've got enough working for you to get those people in your presence, but can you maintain it? Let's go over a couple of these reasons. Reason number one, I've already touched on it. You accept less because it's what you're used to. And the unknown is scary to you. Let me tell you, when I moved from Texas City, Texas to Katy, Texas. It was a frightening thing. It was. It was frightening because I didn't know anyone out there. I didn't know really anything about. Houston or West Houston for that matter. I was outside of my comfort zone. I I mean it just was a new element for me. But it was it was the greatest thing that ever happened. For my future and for my ambition and for a number of different things for my career development. It was it was such a great move for me, but in the beginning I was so upset. With tyranny, I was mad. I was livid that she had not one consulted me about where we were going to be potentially moving to. She pretty much picked the place. And because she decided to move from D.C. to Houston, I decided that wherever she came in this area, I would, you know, ultimately go. But I was mad. Not because it wasn't good for me, because it's been the greatest thing to ever happen. I love Texas City and everyone from Texas City. Shout out to Texas City. Shout out to Galveston County. Shout out to, to Galveston and to Lamarck and all the wonderful people there. But you could not pay me a million dollars to go back. You couldn't. You could not. But see, but see, many of us would stay in Galveston County. Not because it's what's best, but because it's what we're used to. We know everybody. We know everything. It's comfortable for us. And that's why you are not in the position to, to have the man that you want because you're too afraid to step outside of what's comfortable. I mean, you're not even really attracted to the men that you say you want. Not even you 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 accept 
less because it's what you're used to. You're used to being mistreated. Reason number two. You can't stand to be alone. You just have to have someone with you at all times. You can't, you won't even spend time to heal. Alone time is so important. It's so important, especially when you come out of one relationship and then you jump. Like, come, like, listen, it is so important to take time alone, but you can't stand it. You got to have somebody with you. There's got to be someone. You won't even take time to heal from the past trauma that you've experienced. You jump out of one relationship right into the next one. Let me tell you what happens when you when you spend time alone. You self-evaluate. I would not be married today had me and my wife not taken some time apart. I'm telling you this. Because while we were together, she was the reason to blame for anything and everything that went wrong in our relationship. But when we took some time apart and I had a, when I had a chance to just self reflect and self evaluate and get in, get in the right connection and relationship with God. When I had a, when I had the time to heal that, that was when I saw myself the most clearest I've ever seen it. Seen myself, I should say. See, you, you don't see the things that you should when there are always people clouding your judgment. You need time alone. You, sh- you see what you should do differently when you spend time alone. When you come, when you come smooth out of a relationship and jump into a next one, when you come smooth out of a relationship and don't take that time to heal, you never really, really, really get a chance to see what really happened. Because now your main focal point is making the next relationship work. Take time alone. Furthermore, if if you're always in a relationship with no good men, because that's really, if you're going to be honest with yourself, that's really kind of all you've ever been in relationships with. And if you're going to be in these relationships nonstop, then how is a good, respectable man going to even approach you? Do you, I mean, I mean, I mean, if he's respectable, if he's a good man, wouldn't he respect the boundary that you have? Wouldn't he respect the relationship that you're in? You won't even stay single for long enough for the good man to find you. You need some time alone. Reason number three, you don't ask for what you want because you don't think you can really get it from the men of today. I have one of my most eye-opening conversations with a lady that I was cool with some years ago. And she was describing to me some of the things that happened in her past. And she was also talking about the current relationship that she was in. And kind of some of the things that she wanted for her relationship. And I asked her, I said, well, why haven't you voiced this? Why haven't you voiced this in the relationship that you're in to your significant other? Is it because that's not what you really want? Because she wasn't really saying what she wanted, but she was kind of suggesting or hinting at what she would desire. So I was trying to kind of uncover clues. And I asked her, do you not want it or do you not want to be disappointed when you don't get it? And she said, I don't want to be disappointed. 
but you forgot that you don't get what you don't ask for. Well, let, let me not use a double negative. You can't get things if you don't ask for them. You're not going to get that relationship status if you don't ask for it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it happens. But I mean, let's just be honest. Sometimes you have to put things on the table. Sometimes you have to let th- things be known. I'm not necessarily saying you know, this man's not going to ask you to be his girlfriend if you don't say I want to be your girlfriend. But what I'm saying is sometimes you've got to be ambitious and open, and you have to say these are the things that I desire in my relationship. Stop, stop selling yourself short and saying that you're not going to get these things. I'll. Uh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to scare him away or or this or that. No, men still do what men are supposed to do. And if the man doesn't do what you're expecting him to do, hopefully your expectations are realistic and, and respectable. But if, if he's not doing what you expect him to do, then that just means he's not for you. Stop selling yourself short. Stop doing it. You can have whatever type of man that you want. But you've got to make it known that those are your desires and that that's what you're after. But you've convinced yourself that men don't do those things anymore. And I'm telling you that they do. Women want to be taken out on dates. They do. And even though they're independent, I haven't met a woman who doesn't want a man to pay for their dinner. But so why are women so adamant about being prepared to pay for dinner? Because they don't not because they don't want a man to pay, but because they don't want they don't want to expect the man to pay because they believe some men just don't do it anymore. So let me let me hurry up and get my card out so so I don't have to, you know, uh, 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 stomach the embarrassment of me thinking he was going to pay and he's like, "Oh, these are separate checks." You got to make your request known. Reason number four, you're too manly. You're too, you're putting off too much masculine energy. And it's unattractive to men. It's your masculinity is unattractive to a man. And I have to say this, I have to be fair and unbiased. I understand Especially in our community, I understand that life has forced you to do our job. We forced you, not life. We have forced you to be the father and the mother. I get it. But again, when you find that man who's confident and secure and sincere in who he is, he's going to want to take that burden off of your shoulders. He's going to do it naturally. Because that's who he is. And if you're unwilling to allow him to be the man. Then what is he going to be? See, because although life has thrusted you in to the position of the man. We've never, ever imagined that we'd have to be your woman. Stop being so manly. Relax. Be a lady. It's okay. Men will appreciate it. And and when I say be a lady, I'm not talking about nails and lashes and hair. I'm talking about 
Just chill. You know what I'm saying? There's a way to be assertive and make your request known without being aggressive. Men don't like aggressive women. I'm just I'm just gonna be honest with you. Some of them do. I, I, I'm and hear me clearly. I, you know you're gonna take from this what you want, but I, I'm not saying a woman who isn't somewhere in somewhat assertive, or someone you know who doesn't have a little sass, little attitude to herself. I think you know you know you know all things in moderation. I think those things have their time and their place. I'm just talking about overly aggressive. You know, women like don't like just just it's okay. Relax. You're too manly. Reason number five. I'm hurrying to a close. Two more reasons. Reason number five as to why you don't deserve the type of man that you say you want is because you're overlooking them. You tricked yourself into thinking that what is not healthy for you is healthy for you. I guess this kind of goes back into the what, what you're used to. What you're attracted to. But you have got. You have got to stop overlooking. The consistent boring men. That are approaching you. Because what you don't realize. Me and my sister were playing with this the other day. Consistent and boring look just alike. Yeah. Yeah. Respectable and weak look just alike. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like 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 hard working and monotony look just alike. You know, or should, should I say driven and monotony look, they look just alike. And sometimes the people that aren't packaged in the way that you want them to be packaged. Possess the qualities that you really need in your life. See, because what you need is stability, but it looks boring. You're overlooking the boring man. And that's exactly what you need. Last but not least. I like this one here. You don't deserve... The type of man that you want, because in your mind, you have to fix it. You have to fix it. I was talking to somebody the other day and it and um, I've, I kind of believe this already, but it was just it's so interesting to hear people say things that you kind of thought of. Uh, for many, many years, people that whose whose opinion that you respect. This guy said women Women need a project. They don't want a man that has it together. They don't want a man that, you know, kind of has things kind of fit. They they have to they have to fix it. They have to fix it. You don't feel like you're worthy of that relationship unless you have done something for him that you feel like no one else could have done. You have to fix a man. Why do you have, why do you feel like you've got to be the one who makes this man, I don't know, you know, walk into his potential? You have got a fix-it complex that you need to really get rid of. Two reasons. Because if you are going to fix the man, then what is God going to do? 
Reason number two, I got three reasons, actually. What's wrong with having a man who doesn't need all of this repair? Back to the boring man that you've been overlooking. And number three. Is he even really broken? Is the man that you're trying to fix even broken? If your man, if the man that you're trying to fix is guilty of anything, the only thing he may be guilty of is not fitting into the fictitious image of what you thought a man should be. But then again, you're comparing him to the no good men, no yeah, the no good men that you've experienced all of your life. Are you trying to fix him up to be like your father? Is that what you want him to be? Or like your baby's father? You're trying to fix someone that may not even be broken. Hmm. If you want to fix somebody, if you want to raise someone Raise your kids. These men out here are no more or no less broken than you are. And if you are just as broken as I am, then why do you feel like it's your job to fix me? Have you ever thought about fixing yourself? You don't deserve the man that you want because you feel like You need to fix something that may not even, may not even be broken. Hey, buddy, we ran over time a little bit there, so my apologies on that, but I really want to get all the information to you. Like, share, see you next time, and until then, be easy, but not too easy. All right.